1: Being
2: delivered out of or delivered from is not our choice. I can pray for it. I can pray for either one, but it's not my choice. Ultimately, we know God is sovereign. He rules everything. When you became a Christian, you turned your life over to God. It's not yours. So he rules everything. And only he knows what's best. So sometimes he just lets us go around it. Other times we're going to be smack dab right in the middle of it.
0: Today, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that ultimately God is in control of where this life takes us. Yes, we have a free choice in much that we do, but we don't control the circumstances that we face in life. That is up to God. Many times we would just prefer that God give us the easiest circumstances possible, and then we will trust Him. This is generally backwards. It would require little to no faith, and the Lord would not get as much glory if our lives were perfect all the time. If times are tough, don't just pray for a way out. Pray for a strength that only our God can provide. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's message. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel with part one of his message, delivered out of or from going into the lion's den.
1: What are we as Christians
2: to expect? You know, see, some non-Christians believe that or think that when you become a Christian, everything is smooth in your life. Yeah, we can laugh out loud forever on that one, can't we? That doesn't happen at all. By the way, if that was true, everybody would become a Christian. So here, Jesus tells us two things to expect. Here we go. John 16, You know this one well. Here on Earth, by the way, where do you live in the morning? Uh, on Earth. Here on Earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I've already overcome the world. So it is disheartening in a way, and yet encouraging, because we know who wins. So first thing to write today at all of our campuses Vera, Sebastian, you know, online Jesus told us to expect troubles in trials in this life. It's just a given. It's going to happen. Life isn't fair. That's what to all of us, by the way, believers and unbelievers. Now, what does that look like? Well, it looks like what you see here. These troubles obviously include suffering, uh, adversity, trials, difficulties, kind of disappointment things that happen to us. And look at the, look at the breadth, the, the width of how they happen. Financially, physically, sickness, all kinds of things. Surgery, cancer, all those things. Spiritual, all kinds of spiritual warfare. Emotional, when we don't have any hope that affects us bad in a trial. And relational, families, divorces, separations, kids doing this and that and the other. All of those kind of things. Now, so w- we know that one. We've already experienced that. But there's one we're a little unfamiliar with. But Jesus also warns us, whoa, expect this as well. So turn with me to Matthew 10, verse 16. Matthew 10, verse 16. And you're going to be reminded, if you knew, or maybe for the very first time, see what Jesus is saying. He's speaking to his disciples. And he says this, I'm sending you out like sheep Among wolves. You can already see uh, that's danger. Hello, danger. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Then he says this. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and they'll flog you in their synagogues. On my account... You will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. Now, look at the family. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father is child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. So the next thing you want to write is this. This is the one we're not as familiar with. Jesus told us to expect persecution. Persecution. From organized religions, from governments, and from family members. Now, when you see that, Jesus told us to expect persecution because we follow Jesus Christ. Now, here's my question to you this morning all of our campuses online are we in the United States prepared for persecution? Oh, we're prepared for trouble. but we're really not prepared for persecution. Pastor Mark, why do we need to be... It's not going to happen here. That's why I wanted to include it this morning. Because it is going to happen here. Already happening here. And you understand that we're going to face this. And it's because of one thing, Jesus Christ. But we're going to stand firm for Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what happens. Now, really... In an Old Testament sense, that's what happened to Daniel. It wasn't about Jesus. It was he stood for God, and he was persecuted. Sometimes God allows us to go. We're faced with a trial or persecution, and it looks, it looks like it's going to happen to us. And somehow, in God's grace, he allows us to go around it. And we never really experience that. Of course, normally, what are we praying for? I'm praying to go around it, baby. So don't laugh at me. So are you. And sometimes God allows that in our lives. It's kind of a, a blessing to us. But then all of us have had trouble, have had some kind of persecution, maybe even at work. And we've actually had to been delivered out of here. We, we actually ended in in this. And God had to come and deliver us out of it. That we didn't get taken around. God allowed us to go through this. Now, when you and I begin to think about that, that leads us to the question I gave you in homework last week. This, this, this is the real world for every believer. You will not bypass all of it. It's going to happen to every single one of us. And it happens many times. Now... Here was our question. You remember last week? Would you rather be delivered out of the lion's den or delivered from having to even go into the lion's den? We already answered that. We'll take number two, door number two. I'll just go right around it. The problem is, it, 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 it's worded like this. Would we be better off being delivered out of the lion's den? I actually go in and God delivers me out. Would we be better off doing that? Or would we choose to skip the whole experience that happens in there and be delivered delivered from going into the lion's den? Daniel will answer that for us today. And when you see his answer, you will answer this question differently than you think you would like to answer it. Now, if you're a Christian this morning, you must write the next statement down. All of our campuses, Vieira, Sebastian, this is huge. Bottom line, being delivered out of or delivered from is not our choice. I can pray for it. I can pray for either one, but it's not my choice. Ultimately, we know God is sovereign. He rules everything. When you became a Christian, you turned your life over to God. It's not yours. So he rules everything. And only he knows what's best. So sometimes he just lets us go around it. Other times, we're going to be smack dab right in the middle of it. It is not your choice. It is not my choice. What I'm going through now is not my choice. What many of you are going through right now, in the past, in the future, what we can pray for another way, but it's not our choice because God's sovereign. He knows what's best in our life. Now, once you see that, you can come to a kind of a peace because you know we sing this song here a lot. God is, just say it with me, God is a good, good father. If you don't believe that, you're going to have a hard time in the Christian life. Now, why does God allow these troubles and persecutions in our life in the first place? Well, because we're spiritual warfare. You understand that. But I want you to see these, and you can write them down this morning. I think it's good for us to see them. Why, when you're going through these kind of things, sickness, divorce, Find getting laid off. All of these kind of things happen in our life. Why does God allow it? Everything that goes through our life, uh, unless we sin, then we bring our own trouble on us. I'm talking about not sinning. Why does God allow this? Well, it has to go through His hands. Look at what He does. He never wanted to get our attention. How many of you know God knows how to get our attention? Yeah, He knows how to get it. And why does He do that? Because some days we just our life isn't neutral. And every day is kind of the same thing. When things are going well, when things are going well, we can kind of become independent. Independent. Number two, to direct our, redirect our priorities. That's the principle of first. I'll talk to you about it this morning. God wants to make sure He's first in our lives. Number three, to really kind of comfort others. And you say, "Well, Pastor Mike, really?" Yeah, all of us can be selfish and have a little compassion, very little. But when I go through something, you go through something, maybe you lose a baby uh, during your pregnancy. Can, can you help after God gets you through that? Can you help another mother that comes to you and says, man, I lost my baby. It's been one day. And, and can you help me? Can you give me hope? Can you give her hope? Yeah, absolutely, you can give her hope. Notice the other, to keep us humble. Now, what do you mean? All of us struggle with pride. We struggle We struggle just because we're that kind of prideful. Now, when I'm outside of here, I think I can handle my life pretty good. As you're there this morning, you say, oh, Pastor Mark, I've never been in the lion's den at all. Good news, it's coming. <laughs> you ain't getting out of this world without being there many times. So just get ready. So out here, I'm independent. When I'm in the, when I'm in the lion's den... I just lost my job. The whole company's closing. Finance is gone. Husbands walked off. Wife's walked off. Kids are there. Sickness. The, the doctor says, impossible, uncurable. Help! <laughs> Am I independent and prideful there? No, I'm humble. I'm on my knees in here. Because I do not have a solution. So he allows that to say, I don't like pride. You can't do life with pride. And last, the whole reason for this is to grow us in spiritual maturity. You see, when you become a Christian, it's just a starting point. And he wants to grow us. You'll see more of that. Now, Peter wrote it like this. This is powerful. Watch this. So be truly glad when you're in the lion's den. How many are glad when you're in the lion's den? My hand ain't up. It's difficult, isn't it? There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for how long? A little while. Well, I've been going at this about four and a half months. I got another about four months to go. That don't look little to me, except when I look at eternity, it looks pretty small. You see, there's a perspective we have to have. It is being, it is being, now these trials will show that you're, say it with me, you're faith is genuine it's real it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold so when your faith remains strong through many trials there it is again many it will bring you much praise and glory on the and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world you see we don't know how all that works but it's about my faith my trust now daniel trusted God. You remember when the king got deceived, he was he Daniel and the king were close friends. And he the last thing he wanted to do was throw Daniel into the lion's den. But when he had to, it says when the king came and found Daniel wasn't hurt, and when Daniel was lifted to the den, there was no scratch from even the lion on him, because he trusted in his God. Now why did Daniel trust in God? When he was in the lion's den, why did he trust? Because he he knew that God would do the right thing. God always does the right thing. And that trust is essential. Now, there's a verse that you're very familiar with. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans 8, New Testament, Romans 8, just a few books in in your New Testament, and go down to verse 28. Now, when you go here, there's some principles that Paul writes about. And we understand what that looks like as we start through it. It's a promise from God, knowing to expect trials. Some of you are in one this morning. Maybe you've been persecuted at work too. Fired because you're... There's all kinds of things happening. Look at verse 28. All of our campuses. And we know, we don't doubt, we're sure, we know that in all things, how many things? Every single thing we go through. God is at work. He works for the good of those who love him. So this is not for the unbeliever. This is only for the believer who have been called according to his purpose. So write this down this morning. We know to trust God in everything because God knows best. You say, well, Pastor Mark, we know in all things. Now, what that's saying, God is not saying all of these things are good. I mean, how could you say all these things are good? Trials, persecutions, heartbreak, tragedy, disappointment, frustration, bereavement, people lying, dying. How can you say they're good? They're not good. But God somehow is this master cook. And he puts all these things we're going through and he stirs it. And at the end, it comes out good. Joseph is a perfect picture of that. Went through all kinds of persecution. Brothers tried to kill him, sent him off as a slave. All kinds of things happened to him, Potiphar's house. and But in the end, remember what the Bible says about Joseph? Joseph stood and he said, that which the enemy meant for bad, God has turned into good. But he still had to go through all of these things. Now, when you see that, most people never connect verse 29 with 28. But if you'd like to in your Bible, just connect them because it makes no sense if you just do verse 28. Now look at verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be, here's the key, conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus. Whatever God allows in our lives is designed to conform me to be like Jesus. Jesus. I mean, after all, we're followers of Jesus, and we're to represent Jesus in our world, his love, his passion for the lost. So here's what you want to write. God's ultimate purpose for you and me this morning, every single Christian, is to make us like Christ. Now, anyone want to raise your hand and say, I've already achieved that, I'm done, no problem. Good, two liars in the front row. Okay, Of course, no one's ever achieved that. When will we achieve that? The Bible says in heaven, we'll see him and we'll become like him. Why? Because there's no temptation in heaven. So this is a work in progress. And God always takes us from where we're at. We're always being conformed. We're always becoming more like Jesus. Remember, salvation is just the beginning. We're justified. And then we have this thing called sanctification. We're being changed into like him. And eventually glorification in heaven when we are like him. So as you watch Jesus' life, one of the big things that we have to strive for with his help is faith. Notice this. One of the keys to Jesus' life was he simply lived this life by faith. We said, well, Pastor Mark, he was God. Yeah, but he lived this life as a man. You see, Jesus had to trust his father just like we do day by day. He didn't know the outcome of things. He just prayed, God, what do you want to do today? And I'll do it. Jesus knew, even though Paul wrote it later in the book of Hebrews, without faith, you and I can't please God. So so we don't walk by sight, our own wisdom. We walk by faith. And we humbly do this with God. You see, as you and I look at our life, we have no idea really the outcome. We know the ultimate outcome. Peter, Peter, when in the book of Acts, he was thrown into prison one time. The next morning, he was going to be actually killed, murdered, finished. During the night, what happened? Just like with Daniel, an angel came. And he was delivered out supernaturally. And he went to the streets and talked about the miracle. Wow, fantastic. But what was the end result of Peter's life? In the end, he went into another cage, a lion's cage. And what was the outcome of that? Oh, he was delivered out of that too. He was crucified upside down. Well, you say, Pastor Mark, what do you mean he was delivered? He was delivered directly to where? Heaven. Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That's the best place to be delivered to. Because there's no more sorrow, there's no more trouble, there's no more nothing. By the way, you think, well, I'm not going to opt for that. Sorry. You have no option. You're going to die. And you're going to be in one of two places. So when we look at that, that gives us a different perspective. We don't know how all this is going to work out, but we do know that faith is responsible. You see, when you die, we want to die with as few regrets that we can't have. And one of the regrets many people die with is, I wish I'd have really lived life. I wish I'd have taken more risks, but I was afraid to do it. And that's what happens when faith has become brittle. We're afraid to step out. Well, what if God calls me to do this? No, that's where life is lived. And by the way, what do we have promised today? Today. And last, as a real wineskin is when it gets old, it is dry, and of course it's empty, because nobody's going to put new wine in it. And that points out, some of you this morning, in your experience with God, you've dried up. We we call that the Holy Spirit leaks out of us, and we come back under our own control. Where do you see yourself there? Now, here's the new wineskin. God first. God first. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we want what God wants. We pray his will be done, as it's supposed to be. We welcome change because when we became a Christian, old things have passed away. All things become new. Wow. But we welcome continued change because that's where growth is. That's where healthy spiritual growth is. And then we're excited to trust God and we just go wherever he leads. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what's the next phase in my life, I'm already going to have one trip to be able to teach again overseas. And, and, you know, I'm sure I'll still be on Prednisone and all the rest of the stuff, but I'll get to God will help me. I don't know what else is going to happen. I don't know what he's going to do with you. But don't look at that as negative. Look at that as exciting. And you don't have to go overseas to do it. You can do it right in your neighborhood, right in your work, wherever you're at. You see, then we live by faith and we trust God. And we're willing just to simply step out and take a risk. That's where life is lived. Some of you drive to work the same way for 22 years. The same stop sign. The same policeman that you see over there waiting to get somebody a ticket.
0: Jesus told us to expect troubles, trials and persecution in this life. Today we learned from Pastor Mark that the Christian life was not promised to be perfect in man's eyes. You can probably think of people in your life today who turn a cold shoulder to this Jesus stuff you talk about. We must be flexible and understand that our calling is to serve and follow God. This is far greater than what's comfortable or even normal to mankind.
3: You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: What is God's ultimate purpose for every Christ follower? And what steps can we take to get there? In the next edition of Lessons For Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that above all else, God wants to make us like Christ. We develop His characteristics when we know His will and practice His will by faith in our everyday lives. The Holy Spirit empowers each of us to accomplish all that He's created for us, regardless of the circumstances. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Daniel. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: Word made flesh in a hurting